0: You're listening to Thrive with Karina Grueling, a personal health and life design podcast for the modern everyday woman. Tune in and get inspired on how to thrive in your body and life. This is your host, Karina
1: Grueling. Welcome back to today's episode where I have Lauren Lovett as a plant-based chef, entrepreneur, and the founder of Plant Academy on the show. She's also the creative force behind Feed Your Mind Candy, a project dedicated to delicious food that feeds your mind as well as improves your mental health. Welcome to the show, Lauren.
0: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
1: So Lauren, I'm super curious. Tell us a little bit about about your journey around food. Why are you so passionate about plants?
0: Well, so I mean, I've always loved food. Like when I was a kid, I would be you know, in the in the garden or like looking at ingredients or as soon as, as early as I can remember, my mum was very brave in letting me just kind of like play in the kitchen. So from when I was really, really young, I would be rooting through cookbooks and making sort of all sorts of different things for my family and friends. And yeah, it was really something that I would spend a lot of my spare time doing. And I'm kind of would really enjoy that part of my like you know what I did but I never saw it as a career so like it never even occurred to me that like oh this thing you really like you could actually do in you know in the future or study even so when I was at school I kind of went down a more artistic route like not that food isn't artistic but you know kind of more art and design and So I kind of went very much in that direction. I went off to university to do an art foundation um, and eventually did like fashion marketing and things far away from food. Um, But during that time, I went on my own journey with mental health. I lost someone really close to me and then kind of spiralled into my own issues with kind of PTSD and eating disorders. And I really lost my connection with food and It was something food at that moment became an obsession and it sort of turned everything that I loved on its head. But many, many years in, I was really lucky with who I had around me. I found an incredible counsellor. I was doing acupuncture at the time and had a really good support system. I sort of moved back home while I was still studying at university and sort of really something because of acupuncture and because of these more alternative kind of therapies eventually something really clicked and I wanted to get better when I hadn't wanted to get better before and during the time when I was unwell I'd been sort of obviously getting really into you know like kind of obsessively looking into food and all these different things. But actually when I sort of changed my mindset and decided like, okay, like what can I do now to actually feed my mind and help me to really re-nourish something that like my body and mind that I'd just totally broken down, then I realized I could actually put what I'd learned and the kind of passion originally Together to help me to actually turn a corner. And during the time that I was ill, I'd still be cooking for everyone and making these amazing things. It was just that I didn't allow myself to enjoy them. So I'd still loved being like really hands on with ingredients. I never lost that. And I really, yeah, even when I was younger, I mean, far from being vegan, but I was very much into kind of like, you know, filleting fish and butchery. And I had this like crazy obsession when I was younger. So yeah, that never really left but um but yeah so when i started to reconnect with food i because i'd cut so many things out i realized that i was intolerant to gluten and dairy so i was eating these things trying to sort of you know almost go back to sort of what i would have thought was normal before but having things like cheese i was feeling like i'd been hit by a bus i'd have to lie down i couldn't move i was feeling so weird And I started to obviously then learn more and more and realized, okay, actually, like you've kind of broken down your gut so much that actually these things aren't working for you now. So like gluten and dairy, I was really sensitive to them. Um, I'd never eaten like eggs and things and I wasn't particularly into meat so suddenly I started to open my eyes to this world of sort of plant-based food and it was ingredients like uh, goji berries and avocados that I'd never even heard of when I was younger and because I'd built up these issues with some foods these things were so new to me that I was like oh like I have I have no block like they just felt like exciting interesting things and also when you sort of start to learn about the power and potency of some of these ingredients I could actually feel myself getting excited again which is something that I just couldn't do about you know other things so it really was this kind of plant-based pantry that started to make me kind of reconnect with food and at the time this was like just before the wellness kind of industry as it is now really started to boom and It happened to be that when there were, you know, there were just a few books coming out. There was like different resources that we just hadn't had any access to before. And I remember one of the first books I got was um, Natasha Caret, a book called Honestly Healthy. And although I was kind of like quite aware of like not wanting to build in too many sort of structures to my eating, there was something about this kind of whole food way of eating that really connected with me. And literally that just opened up a door to everything. And I ended up finishing my five year degree writing um, a kind of trend book, which was filled with illustrations of people and fabrics and all sorts of different things, all about rebranding mental health with a trend towards wellness, because my experience of mental health was being kind of introduced to these charities and organisations that just weren't doing it for me I'm a super aesthetic person I was studying art and these things seemed like just gray and like I didn't want to get involved with them so I was sort of at the time like you know had been lucky with who I found but wanted to design this lifestyle where we all could live in a way that really fed our minds before you know anything happened so this book actually has been like the blueprint for my life ever since and this is like at least this is like 10 years ago or something and actually then eventually turned into mind food which I know we'll talk about later oh
1: so inspiring your story and how wonderful you know that you during that difficult time um, that you had in your life that you, you Not. Know, completely, um, rebuild, um, a connection to food, a completely different one. And one that also, um, goes much deeper, no, because you also were, you were getting aware of the energetics, no, of each food that it has on your body and what you described No, when you ate, um, cheese or milk products and you were experiencing that heaviness in your body and that heaviness, no, like that you experience in your mind that often shows up as dullness, um, yeah it it allows you to uh, also to combine um different foods in a different way in order also to have components no, that are more heavy, more light, and um such a wonderful way. very inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing more know of your of your personal story and how it um transformed your relationship um to food and um yeah helped you on the way um to yeah what you are doing today no because it's um and also that you decided then at one moment um to to do this as a career Mm. and uh yeah so why in your opinion is a plant-rich diet so important and i use here plant-rich and not plant-based no Mm. Uh, because there's a difference between the two um Because I find I always encourage people to have a more plant-rich diet in my programs, because um, also depending on the body-mind type that that, um, a person has, sometimes a vegan diet is good for them, but sometimes not. Um, So why
0: is a plant-rich diet so important in your opinion? So I mean, yeah, it's it's a really good thing to point out, actually, because I feel like so many times when I start to talk to people about sort of, you know, when I've had sort of plant based restaurants and things before, everyone thinks it's kind of this all or nothing approach. And you think like as soon as you plaster a word on it, whether that's vegan or gluten free or plant based, people think, oh, I'm not that. So it's not for me. And it's like, no, this is like a base for everyone. And then you need to put onto it whatever you might need because everyone's so different. And I really advocate for that because I think it can be so, yeah, it's so sort of polarizing and it can be also kind of put people off so much when it like certain words are used. So for me, this kind of like plant rich way of eating is well it's important for so many different reasons going back to kind of where I was back then it was all about sort of discovering these different ingredients and I think having that kind of when you do have this more kind of creative mind or passion for cooking it can really open you up to so many things when you start to work with more plants and not kind of limit yourself too much Um, but also obviously from a health perspective I think the key thing in kind of well gut health overall health is biodiversity and it's so exciting to discover different things again we're so used to in all of our different cultures having this really small range of ingredients that we work with and anything sort of slightly out of that is like whoa like I do not know what to do with it and it's just overwhelming especially if you're not like a foodie person but I think that you know it is it is the key and I think you know for both of those sides so whether it's kind of getting excited creativity or kind of actually for your health it's so important and actually I've just got back from a trip in Mexico and one of the things that really struck me over there is it's one of the most biodiverse places in the world but anywhere you go and any like Mexican person will be eating all of these amazing things because it's so normal to have like you know this crazy herb that grows everywhere on top of your taco or and I was like oh why you know we don't have that over here it's so so much more yeah we're not we're so so much more disconnected and I think that what I get really excited about in food is really introducing people to those different ingredients if I find something that I'm like wow I never you know I never knew about this and it's from obviously your local area or something that's like super accessible then we really need to be eating those things because it makes a huge difference to our gut health which obviously impacts our overall health and mental health as well.
1: Yes. And what you mentioned, the variety is a very important point when it comes to nutrition, because one of the best ways to avoid any um, deficiencies is to have um, a diet that is very rich in different plants, different grains, different protein sources. And it also, what I find so interesting, because when you go to the supermarket today, We have foods from all over the world. However, when women come to see me and we um, have a consultation around diet and they need to note down for a couple of days the things that they are eating, it's mostly the same things over and over again. So there is not um, a lot of variety in that diet, which is super important and also which brings so much more joy into your life. And each of these single foods has um, certain energetics on the body and um, can also affect the mind and body in a different way. So... Yeah. And what you said that um, you're not advocating vegan, um, a vegan lifestyle. I find this is very important as well, because it's not for everyone. However, what I find um, the plant rich diet that is important for everyone. And um, so what would you say? What are some of the key elements of a healthy diet?
0: Yeah, well, I think, going back to one of the things you just said, I do think I've, I've boycotted supermarkets for years and I know people say like you know that shopping elsewhere is maybe unaccessible or different things but really when you go to the market or like you know where you are in Barcelona there's some amazing markets where the products or like you know vegetables and incredible things are really inexpensive and you can get a much better deal than supermarket but I think the i can see that the like yeah the next hopefully stage that we're going into is more people being a bit more aware of that and sort of thinking a bit more local and seeing what kind of grows so a key thing for me is like where you're getting your ingredients from and if they can be organic or grown locally that is so much better than you know relying on supermarkets and buying the same things that you're used to i think challenging yourself to buy something if you whenever I go somewhere and I see something I've never had before I always get it because I think oh you know it's a good challenge and if you're not so confident to buy it the first time sort of just take a note of like oh I saw that in the shop one that's a great sign to know what's in season two then you can do a little bit of research or ask someone you know ask someone you know have you ever seen this like what do you do with it and it's such a good way of, like, it's it makes your food so much more exciting when there's variety, but also it's, like, like the whole point of it's, it's really good for you. Um, so I think, yeah, those two things are key. So thinking where you shop and also trying to be a bit more curious with your shopping basket and what you're cooking. Um, Colour is everything. I mean, having, like, a wide variety of colours. I've been really inspired in the last few years with my partner in food, Sarah, who I have a studio with, she um, has a book all about kind of bento boxes and the Japanese style of cooking, where everything is about colour. So each meal has to have, you know, the, the different colours. And I love that. So whenever I'm even if it's just not in one meal, but in a day, I try and really think about, okay, like, what different colors, like, what one I had, and that's, like, including, you know, black, white, red, purple, um, yellow, green, you know, like, I'm really prioritizing that, because, you know, we can so easily have plates of monotone food, but just adding, like, a little pop of a different color can make such a difference, Um, and then also, like, all about so we've said about biodiversity but also about balance I think you know something that I've got really into recently so I've been after my mental health journey I've been on a huge journey with my hormones and I've got really into in the last few years understanding more about blood sugar and like blood sugar balance and obviously there's some things we do in our diets quite naturally that maybe aren't so supportive to that balance and I think that there's so much more information and so many more incredible people really talking about this now that really it's like at our fingertips to know how to Incorporate more balance, but just by understanding a little bit more about food combining, understanding like where to how to kind of like stack your proteins, and when you know if you're having something really sweet to have, like a vegetable snack or something kind of with more fats with it, like those things are so important. And I actually, on learning a bit more, I was like, oh, this is where I've been caught out, you know, and then. For me, the last kind of or one of the most important, but like the thing that always gets missed in terms of our health is using adaptogens and potent plants, because I think they can often actually be like the missing link to actually nudging you to the next level of where you want to go. So when I say adaptogens, I mean things like medicinal mushrooms, um, potent plants, even things like um, maca, ashwagandha, even saffron. You know, like these different herbs that can really one include in, increase your biodiversity to have something different, but also really help you go to the next level. Mm.
1: You said so many important things. And I think especially in Asian cuisine, I also discovered that in Thai cuisine and also when I lived in India, we always try to combine um, the different flavors in one meal and also the different colors, because each of these colors and each of these um, flavors has um, relates to a different element. And we always try like balance is found when we combine also all the different elements. No, like earth and water, and um, like depending on no in which system we are. No, ether and fire. Like when we combine these elements in one meal. And in the beginning, this can sound super complicated, but in the end, it's um, what you also mentioned, like being curious about it and um, just trying things out. And also what you mentioned about the blood sugar level, no eating enough healthy, high quality fats, especially when you eat starchy foods or starchy vegetables is super important to keep your blood sugar level balanced, because when we look at it, um, what um, what fats, healthy fats are doing, they are kind of, um, they have a certain heaviness. And this heaviness energetically also helps um, that the blood sugar level doesn't spike up, but that it stays more stable. You know? And also, it takes some time to metabolize um, good fats. And this also means we don't get so many cravings anymore. And when we don't have so many cravings anymore, we won't go for sugary or salty things um, that um, yeah can have a huge effect, of course, also on hormone balance because yeah the base of hormone balance is really that we have balanced insulin and cortisol levels now it's kind of when we look in um, at the hormone pyramid this gives us the foundation and once we have a, a strong foundation now we can also heal our periods our thyroid issues no, problems with the adrenal so it's very important uh, to keep that in mind and um what do you think like we often hear that statement we are what we eat do you think that's true I totally
0: think that's true (laughs) yeah tell me more (laughs) and I can really you know I can really see it as well in different points of my own life but especially now working in the food industry I really see it in people I have so many friends that have fermented food companies and they're always the most bubbly people and then again I mean you can you can really feel it people I also have a group of friends that have different um, adaptogenic mushroom companies and again they have such a specific vibe that I just love it but I do feel like I mean obviously like what we put into our bodies is everything you know if you're and this is kind of what I talk a little about a bit about in my book because um each recipe in there is kind of coded um to different moods And it's very much like, you know, if you eat in this way, you're going to feel like this, you're going to feel, you know, either more energized, or you might need something that makes you feel more like comforted and food very much gives you that but not just in a way that we sort of think of like, comfort food, you know, like, whatever, but actually like kind of the energy you know when I think of comfort food I think of more like root vegetables and things that are very earthy and things that are actually going to bring you back to earth and then when you think of food that maybe it needs to give you more of a lift it's kind of like bright food so again thinking of things like saffron bee pollen like things that give you that extra little buzz and they can be incorporated into almost anything but you know it really changes your energy and how you feel and I think that you know having these things and You know, you can use food to change that energy and change kind of like those things. But also over a long period of time, obviously, the thing we're putting into our body every day seriously impacts how we act and how we interact with the world. And if we're having, you know, kind of low quality kind of dense food, obviously, we're going to feel more sluggish. If you're having things that are more kind of energetically charged, if they've been, you know, sprouted food, you know, if you're eating loads of sprouts, you're going to have generally more energy and it's going to give you that kind of more light feeling I I really do always think that people sort of almost turn into these ingredients that they're really really into (laughs) and I can see myself at different times when I've been like you know obsessed with like lion's mane or different things you really think oh yeah that was you know that was how I was feeling at that time and obviously like really lifts it so so yeah I very much agree with that statement.
1: So where on your journey did you learn about the energetics of food? Because we have it in Ayurveda, we have it in Chinese medicine. Yeah, so that each food has a certain energetic. And depending on if you need more grounding or if you need more lightness or if you need more energy or if you need something more calming, we also choose the foods. But where did you learn about that?
0: So I first learned about it. So um, I was really lucky when I dived into the food world that, So I was armed with this, my book, and I was like, okay, what am I going to do here? I had like six or seven different jobs. I was doing everything I possibly could to get into that world. And at that time, I met someone who started the first vegan supper club in London, which was called Asparagasm. And she used to do these amazing aspirational dining events where she would challenge um, kind of regular chefs to make vegan and gluten-free menus with the idea that all of that food was inclusive to everyone. And... When I so Kate Lewis is her name, and I met Kate, I was and she opened a pub um, in my parents' hometown. So I was working at this pub. It had a standalone vegan menu. I was starting to think, wow, this woman is very cool, and I really want to get involved. One day, she phoned me up and she's like, "I'm opening a permanent um, space for asparagus down in the Cotswolds in England, and I'd like you to get involved." So obviously, I dropped everything. We spent so much time doing this restaurant and getting it kind of you know, getting the concept together. And during that time, she introduced me to another Kate, Kate Magic, who is a kind of pioneer of raw food. And she was, well, she's an incredible woman. She's does some really amazing things in the food world. And when I think when we were in the process of setting up the restaurant, I was really tapping into this world of, I was going, I was really into raw food because I couldn't find any other food courses that were aesthetic and beautiful and using these kind of supercharged ingredients and although I've never been 100% raw then I found the kind of techniques really exciting so we we did this weekend workshop with Kate Magic and I remember we were we were trying all these different ingredients she was talking about the energetics of food at the end she made this cake that was filled with like purple corn and like amazing adaptogens And at the end, everyone was like crying, like everything had changed in these like three days. And I was like, you know, it really, and I experienced it, but it really opened my eyes to like this idea of food, energetics, energy, and different things and what they're sort of like their kind of charge that they come with. And over the years, I've really, I've always ended up studying with like kind of raw food places. And although, you know, I know there's, like you've said kind of there's so many different modalities but what I've had access to like over here is is that and how it's kind of like with those techniques and actually using ingredients in their more natural form there's really something in that and I've always been really excited by the way that it makes you feel so so, yeah, that's kind of that's how it happened. And it's really kind of influenced everything I've done since. Because I think as soon as you experience that feeling, you're like, you get it totally. But I do think there's something missing at the moment in terms of we're so, you know, science obviously is so important, but we're obsessed with science and actually connecting someone with actually like, how does this make you feel? Or like everyone's going to be different. And there we don't necessarily have the confidence yet to just trust those feelings and take this ancient knowledge and to adapt it to our own lives
1: yeah for many especially women today but also men but i'm i I work mainly with uh, with women together they often don't find the time not to cook or they don't make time to really cook their own meals and then it's more like you know like food is something on top no i have to take care of whereas It's so important because um, food is not, it's not there to comfort you. It's there to nourish you on a very, very deep level. Now, on the experience that you had, how it can influence your emotional state, this is something that um, once you tap into that wisdom, you just um, can't stop it anymore. Yeah, You want to explore more and more about that. Okay. um and also this many people are disconnected from themselves today so if they would go into a supermarket and they would intuitively let's say do their shopping okay let's see what i am drawn to um they wouldn't yeah we wouldn't find so many healthy foods no often in their basket or so much variety but all of that, um, once you find the connection to yourself again, no, and this can happen uh, simultaneously when you start um, improving your diet, yeah, bu- um, having more variety, buying more seasonal foods, more organic foods, also getting curious about foods. No, also buying something that you have never prepared, and then just you Google, okay, what could I do with that food, and you will find different recipes and. I mean, it's an amazing journey, no? And also when I listen to you there, you have so much joy, no? You experience so much joy um, on it and also preparing it, learning more about that. And it is, um, yeah, something super, super important, I think, for every single person on this planet. And um, and yeah, in our Western society, especially here, yeah, Europe, but also yeah, like we have... L- we have often lost the connection to it because we just need something to eat, yeah, in, um, in our lunch break, uh, during our lunch break, and we just need, yeah, we need, we just, we need to eat, but uh, we don't enjoy it so much. No, we don't think it's so important to take the time to do the shopping and to cook the foods and to um, to really have an experience with it. No? And also, what I want to mention, you mentioned before, like um, like certain superfoods, you no, know, like chia seeds or ashwagandha or chlorella, um, how they can also bring more biodiversity, you know, um, into your diet. And something I explored more in the last years were local superfoods mm-hmm. and like wheats. Yeah, so when we go out on the street and we see the, the weeds growing there, and, and we just think, you know, like we we, we don't even pay attention. Um, but they grow like in our neighborhoods, they grow in nature, you know, like lady thistle and dandelion and nettles. And like these are the real superfoods, no, because they still grow the roots very deep into the earth. And there's an American, I don't remember. The title of the book but I can find it out and I can put it in the show notes because these are our local superfoods that we have yeah they grow in our environment our outer environment becomes our inner environment and they are free no so it's also something I don't know if you have some experience with weeds but this is something that I explored more in the last years and I'm pretty amazed by the taste um, by the effect it has on the body and mind
0: yeah totally I mean I'm really into like you know foraging and all of these things and actually in lockdown I ended up because i where I am there's so many things that you can use you know I'm so lucky with like what's growing around here but I think yeah once you also get into those kind of that that world there's so much and what's so exciting is obviously everywhere you go it's so different but there's so many things that you can do with it I mean I'm, I've been very lucky to work with some chefs that are even more into foraging and use like nearly almost all foraged foods. And it's so amazing to think what you can do with these things. And, yeah, I think that, you know, if you can find like a local, someone that's really knowledgeable to go on a foraging walk with, it really opens your mind to everything that's out there I remember in lockdown I was yeah walking around here and um there were so many things that I ended up being able to for the whole summer I was sort of picking things and I didn't I was only then buying sort of things to like you know more what would I say like more kind of bigger vegetables or like different things but my salad was totally foraged and I did that and it was yeah it was so um such a fun thing to start to learn about
1: Yeah, no, it's a world in itself. And it's a huge world. (laughs) So I just started like to explore it a couple of years ago. But yeah, it's there's still so much to learn. So all the experience, all the wisdom that you have um, acquired over the last decade, or, you know, like um, around food, we find it in your cookbook, Mind Food. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so um, Mind Food came out last year. And it's very I mean it's the book I've always wanted to write. I've always had mental health kind of driving me forward and motivating me and really yeah that's always been my sort of why but plant-based food was the thing that when I dove into the food world that people were starting to get really into so I yeah went on a whole kind of roller coaster of different things that I've done kind of working in the food industry, whether that's been opening a cookery school in Barcelona or starting my own businesses, working with restaurants, working I work with a hotel in Paris called Hoi, um, which I've done for the last few years. But always, although this kind of plant based way of talking about plant based food and teaching and all of these things has been what people have connected to, the mental health aspect has always been my thing. So I was really lucky to have the chance to write the book. And as I said, this blueprint for the book I wrote all of those years ago is very much what Mind Food ended up being. So Mind Food is a collection of recipes from my last kind of, yeah, all of my time in food. Um, It's split into seasons and each recipe is coded with a different mood to kind of spark the idea of like, this is, you know, this food will make you feel in this way, but also you can adapt it because you will feel different to you know to anyone else but it's really to start to inspire that idea of like how we can change how we feel through what we choose to eat um there's also kind of lifestyle practices there's a huge section on drinks and desserts i love making desserts um but always spiked with adaptogens always kind of thinking about what sugar what nuts what things we're using in the most kind of sustainable and creative way And Mind Food really is there as like a handbook for life to kind of inspire dishes. And I think, you know, there's so many different things that, yeah, so many different ways that it can be used. But the idea behind it is to bring the conversation of mental health to the table and to show people that, you know, these things are so entwined. And if we had a better understanding sort of across the board about what we can eat and what we can do to support our mental health, when something does happen we've got better understanding and my mission with the book, book really is that the more people that have this knowledge and kind of general awareness of food for our mental health that if they or someone they know does go through something more serious that we've already got these this amazing foundation and that we've also got the knowledge to say okay you know if if you're feeling like this and you know maybe you're not even feeling like cooking or whatever cuz it can be really hard to also obviously get in this creative headspace when you're not feeling great but that more people around you do and that it can be someone saying oh did you know actually you know you're feeling really anxious have you heard about cbd or ashwagandha like you know have you could you incorporate these things and then you've got like some tools there and it can be as small as one ingredient in a drink every day or like taking a tincture of an adaptogenic mushroom but I, yeah, it's kind of Mind Food is moving away from this idea of like kind of prescriptions and things for everyone and saying like we've got the power in our own hands. And if, if that goes alongside modern medicine, of course, that's great. But it's great that we also have a more kind of natural pharmacy in our own cupboards that we can use and support our own communities with as well.
1: Mm, yeah so to use food as medicine no yeah how wonderful now I had a look um, at your cookbook and it's uh, also the the photos and like it's every detail is just um, you really um, thought about it and um, it's very creative and it's really inviting no to to try things out and um, yeah so dear listeners if you want no to start um, a little Experiment around um, your diet um, and the things that you're eating on a daily basis. I can just highly recommend um, ordering the cookbook. Um, I put a link to it in the show notes. And yeah, before we end our wonderful interview, let's give our uh, listeners a couple of tips if they want to start implementing more plant based foods in their diet.
0: Yes. So tips. I mean, I think the, you know, the key thing as we've said is thinking about this kind of diversity of things. So not getting stuck on what you're used to and just being a little bit more curious around. And like we said, even if that is different herbs and spices, I mean, it doesn't need to be as kind of major as picking up a Rabbi or something that looks quite alien from wherever, but, you know, just yeah switching up your spices adding different things just trying to more consciously think about biodiversity we haven't even touched on things like fermented food which obviously can be a great thing to start to explore if you haven't already i think if you're needing sort of support to to you know sometimes it can be really hard to make even that step forward of like it's a confidence thing right in the kitchen it's kind of like This is what I do. This is what I'm comfortable with. It can be great to just, you know, swap out one ingredient or add a different spice. But actually to go that step further, sometimes, um, well, obviously cookbooks can be great, but also courses, cookery classes, being surrounded by a community of people that are also into it. I mean, I have um, a cookery school called Plant Academy where we do courses on everything from plant food fundamentals to kind of creating your own business around, well, conscious business and food. And we also do like masterclasses and things, but finding someone that you resonate with that maybe is doing a talk or even sharing something on Instagram and trying to actually challenge yourself a little bit to make something different, I think can be a really, really great thing. And, also supporting businesses that are offering good plant-based food we were talking just before about how it is a little bit challenging depending on where you are in the world I think a lot of some well some great restaurants have closed in the last few years but obviously more are popping up and so if you do have access to somewhere that is doing plant-based food and you're sort of you know go and support them don't think because it's plant-based that it's not for you if you're not plant-based know that that food is for everyone and it's a great way to get new ideas and also to try different things and Yeah, I mean, just trying to also think about I think the colors is a really key thing, thinking about what you're having in your day. And if you can add something that adds a little pop of color, whatever that may be. I mean, sometimes if I'm especially in the winter in the UK, I have um, some friends that have a great company called Wonder Workshop and they do um well, they do many incredible things but one of the things they one of the products they create is um saffron from a wonderful community um in afghanistan and in the winter over here i was just having like a few strands of saffron in tea and that really uplifts your mood and things like that i think make a huge difference so really leaning on this plant-based pantry to support you and your day and like rather than reaching for that chocolate bar thinking like okay what else could I have you know there can be some I love making I think drinks is a really fun way to start because you can sort of get quite experimental and add different things and sort of bubble them up like whether it's some foraged herbs or whether that's like a different spice and making different teas or infusions or lattes or whatever whatever floats your boat but there's um yeah I think there's some some really great things that you can do that are actually you know, to add another ritual to your day and add some more ingredients in that is also a really, really fun way to start. You know, if you add like a, currently I'm obsessed with like having cold chocolate because in Mexico, that's what they have. But what I've just acquired some really high quality chaga mushrooms. So today I'm going to be making like a cold chocolate spiked with Chaga and some black cardamom, which I also found in a shop recently and I've never seen before locally. So, yeah, I know that sounds maybe a bit wild, but there can be things that you find that, you know, if you're like, oh, I never normally have cardamom, you know, oh, I'm going to make, um you know, a latte today and I'm actually going to put like a few, like a cardamom pod in it or I'm going to make some tea. But instead of boiling a kettle and doing a tea bag, I'm just going to grab some herbs, mm-hmm. put them in a pot, bubble them up and sort of see what happens, you know. So, yeah, there's many different things that you can do. Yeah, at the beginning, I find it's
1: always very useful first to think about what can you add in now before um, wanting to change everything because um, that sometimes is a bit too overwhelming or then we have some time constraints. And so what can you add to your plate now that makes it more colorful or more nourishing also sprouts or some sesame seeds? You know some, like there are so many different things that um, that we can add in order to have already more variety. And what you also said with the community, you know, I find this is very important, especially when you want to change or to improve your diet that you surround yourself um, by people that heat in the same direction that is very helpful and also to do for example, cooking nights together with your friends and everyone brings one ingredient that they never use and then you decide on, okay, so what are we going to do with that? You no know, or trying different spices. like for me, this was a couple of years ago like, I have now um, a drawer full of spices, and um, before that I was more the typical German, you know, with salt, pepper, and um, maybe some Herb de Provence, (laughs) and that was it, you know, (laughs) and uh, so year after year, and also still for me, uh, I think it's the same for you, year after year, things change in my diet. And um, I, I explore and discover more things. And so it's also the beauty with it uh, that comes with it is that the journey never ends. And um, yeah, so thank you so much, Lauren, for uh, today's interview i'm really um even now again excited about food and um to explore um different ways especially with saffron i don't have much much experience with that one so i will um yeah see where i can find some and um yeah so thank you so much for your time today thank you so much for having me it's been lovely talking with you And we put all the links in the show notes. Yeah, you find Lauren on Instagram. You find um, her homepage and also a link um, to the book. Yeah, so if you want to have a look at that one as well. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for joining in today. To learn more about the Thrive Podcast or to get involved in Karina's growing community and online courses, visit karinagrueling.com. Remain committed to intentional choices that help you grow and thrive in your body and life. Because you're worth it,